This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you can learn to work and play, and get along with each other. Welcome everybody to Wednesday War Games episode 10. Joining me as always is my lovely co-host Liam, who is on the, the, the cusp on the day before going to see Poppy live. I'm very excited to see NXT alum Poppy live and in person at the Flemington Racecourse in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia on the uh, 6th of December. You're just a, a super big fan of horses. That's the reason you're really going, isn't it? Yes. I'm just I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to run around the track while Poppy sings Scary Mask. Will he be like, This is Io Shirai's song! I, I'm going to film it, and it's just going to be me screaming in the background, going, Eww! <laughs> and I'm going to post it to her, the Twitter. And I'm sure Eo will love it. <laughs> I hope she sees this, bro. They'll, they'll tag Eo and she'll be like, That's my song! That's a cool meme, Garrett. You up with the memes? Uh, no, not generally. Uh, you are very anti-meme. You see, I, I don't try and understand a meme until I've seen it about three or four times, which usually takes about a week until the meme is irrelevant. So mm. the, 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 the time it takes for me to understand and then process and then perhaps even use, but I would never use a meme because I'm not a child, it takes about a week. Okay, Boomer. Got him. Got him. I am the Ladies, are, we got him. He's done. He's roasted. Show's <laughs> over. No reviews. Garrett's done. I got nothing. Really? <laughs> Damn, man. I, I listen to you rant about Walter for 25 minutes. I give well, you a roaring yeah at the end. That's just, you can't give me anything? No, you've defeated me. And it only took a minute and 54 seconds. Liam, we're breaking format because NXT won last week. They sure did. Let's see if they'll win this week. Because you were like, before we were recording, you were like, oh, there is one of these shows I'm excited to talk about. We won't spoil which, Liam, because you don't like when I do that. But I was like, Liam, don't forget that NXT finally won. So we're finally talking about NXT first. And they had a cool... One thing NXT does well is they do these cool recap videos, I feel. I don't know why they did it this week instead of last week, but... This week we opened... Well, we opened with Mauro talking. But then we went straight into Killian Dane versus Pete Dunne. I desperately want these people to get away from each other. This triple threat feud between Killian Dane, Pete Dunne, and Damien Priest is unbearable. The matches aren't particularly good. Why are they still fighting each other? They had their number one contendership match and just go away. Just just go away. Let me be free of this feud, Liam. We'll never be free of this feud because Dane and Priest still have unfinished business. That's, like, legitimately, I was, I was upset. Because at the end of this match, Maro was like, I hope Damien Priest's ribs heal up so he can face Killian Dane. I'm like, no! No! <laughs> can we move Peter onto something else, please? Have him wrestle Kushida or something, or one of the good people on this show. Oh, like, win the Cruiserweight title or something, anything. Well, we have another... Why is why is Angel Garza getting another title match? Because um, he, sla- he beat Strickland, and then Leo... It's personal now. Oh. oh well, all right. That makes sense. But um, <laughs> Dane won in a kind of boring, basic NXT ass match. Yeah, I was like, after after last week's NXT was so good, and we're back down to earth. We came crashing back down to regular old NXT this week, Liam. 
with just Killian Dane and Pete Dunne having their Killian Dane and Pete Dunne like basic three star boring match that you kind of it's a it's not even a gentleman's a gentleman's three is like they worked hard but didn't quite get there so you give it a three this is like a three star match in spite of being boring and it's like ah go away yeah it's like if these were like if it was done and someone who's vaguely interesting this might have been a four star match <laughs> but because it was done it was like that star was disintegrated and just removed entirely Insane in the Dane. Insane in the membrane. Oof. It's, he said it the wrong way around. <laughs> also, he qu- directly quoted a rap song in this match. Okay. It looked like a man, but he's animal, raw. What, ra- ra- what rap song is that? That's from Run the Jewels. Legend I know these has it? Is the song. <laughs> sure. Also, he said, it's a, run a, day, a runaway Dane on NXT. <laughs> get it? Wish I could run away. I, I wish I could get hit by that runaway Dane. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but a, real high energy. Let's go, baby. Uh, yeah, that it's a Killian Dane thing. Which, uh, Dakota Kai got a promo. She's supposed to be wrestling Rhea Ripley. What do you mean? Supposed to? We'll learn more in a moment. Undisputed Era come out sans Bobby Fish. They're interrupted by Keith Lee and they talk a lot about moments and it kind of mm. got in my nerves because they're like... It's very Ooh. WWE speaky. Yeah, so at least Kyle undercut it a little by like being like, you're a loser! Why are you yeah. creating moments? And it's like, he, he you know, is a loser. The thing though with like Keith Lee, I think I'm now starting to see what everyone else saw with Keith Lee. Yeah, he has a very quiet, confident charisma. His promo here yeah. wasn't particularly good, but like he, he's see, he, I don't he, think he's really a promo guy. He's like he's kind of like Riddle, where he has a lot of like charisma with the way he moves, but mm. his actual speaking isn't that great. He shouldn't talk. He should just look. He should just look cool and look then smug. do cool shit. Yeah, and then do some flippies. Yeah, this is this this and this is like four or five. Like, like when they were running down the NXT awards, it's like what's going to win moment of the year? It's most important that NXT creates moments, and I'm like, go away, stop being so WWE. <laughs> <laughs> we tr- we go here to escape WWE. Yeah, not getting your, all your moments bullshit. Uh, Kushida apparently he's fled Japan for the 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 hellscape that is Japan, Liam. He's fled it yes. to get a better life for his family. His daughter is adorable. She is. This this package kind of depressed me because it's like Kushida got hurt and he got to spend time with his family, but now he's back in NXT. <laughs> I'm out of here, sick of that. <laughs> I was like, oh, he doesn't get to spend time with his family when he's not wrestling at NXT. When he is wrestling at NXT, oh, poor the guy. Real, real subtle self own. Uh, yeah, but Kushida's Kushida's adorable, and Kushida's daughter's adorable. Kushida being adorable is probably more important there. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta stop being cynics. Yeah, look at him and his adorable face and his daughter and him having... And he's like... Oh, she's so chubby. <laughs> like, he was like, while I was away, I was trying to find the meaning of love. It's like, oh, you're like, oh. <laughs> I like Kushida. Uh, then we had Shayna Baszler against Shia Lee. Sure, it was a match. Shayna won pretty quickly. I thought it was like a nice little subtle story element that Shayna came out by herself because she's like, I don't need them. <laughs> I can win this easy. She certainly does not. We had a a very long Mauro quote. All right, deep breath. <clears throat> I was going to tweet this, by the way. It's too long it to tweet. No. Yes, <laughs> it's twenty characters too long to put in a tweet. 
you know China has over 500 gamers. Five, uh, sorry, I've already bottled it. <laughs> well, all right, wait, and pick up. You know China has over 5 million gamers, four, 500 esports teams, and Xia Li's offense. Well, it looks like it's straight out of a video game, so China should be impressed. Meanwhile, Shayna Baszler, her opponent tonight, has proven to have more game than Mortal Kombat, en route to what could be an immortal career for only for the only two-time NXT Women's Champion. He just kept on going. <laughs> Rise up, gamers. Yeah, the gamers, the gamers, this is the gamers match. Xia is the gamers wrestler. Is, is Xia a Dark Order conspirator? Sure. Put Xia in Mortal Kombat. You know what? Yeah, let's do it. Doing her, her nose, her uh, her fatality is she just kicks you in the face and breaks your nose. Mm. And Shayna just won, and it was cool, because Shayna's cool. Yeah. Then we got NXT UK star Cassius Ono. We sure did. He has returned because, remember, there's Worlds Collide coming up in January because, well, no one remembered it. <laughs> I like how, well, it's, okay, Are we, 205 Live may be dead because he's like NXT versus NXT UK. And I'm like, isn't there one more logo on that? Yeah, it was the same. I was like, oh, poor 205 Live has, like, formally been killed. I know they've, like, sort of merged it with NXT, but it's still its own show. It still like, has merged it, but then, like, Tony Nese is just showing up on Raw. So I don't get how these brands work. And, like, Arya Davari is never on NXT, is he? No, well. Or Brian Kendrick. They want people to, they want people to continue to watch. Or Jack Gallagher. All these people are still sequestered to 205 Live. He was on there. Oh, yeah, he was on there. He had a match NXT. with Angel Garza. He lost. Sure did. Yeah, uh, that that means there's not going to be a. Is there not going to be a takeover until until April? I think World's Collide is going to be a mini takeover. So we're going to get like yeah, but it's going to be a bunch of UK people on the show. Walter That's versus not... Adam Cole. Oh. Undisputed Era versus Imperium. War Games Four. <laughs> they should actually just do that. They should just do another Why not? War Games. Like we bought the ring. Uh, that's Royal Rumble weekend. But yeah, if there's not another like actual takeover until April, that's a long time to go without payoffs to these feuds. How long until we get either an NXT Royal Rumble or an NXT Money in the Bank? Uh, an NXT Royal Rumble. Do they have enough people? It's literally the entire. Uh, they do. For the love of God, look at how many people they have in the performance <laughs> center. <laughs> and they have like um, Kevin Owens be a surprise or something. Yeah, I think the the Money in the Bank is more likely than the Royal Rumble. Maybe at the WrestleMania show, or perhaps just that Money in the Bank, and they do three of them. Oh, they don't only they don't only run with Money in the Bank, do they? Uh, well, no, but they don't normally do Survivor Series either. That's all changing up. Yeah, so they they could be incorporating NXT into all elements of their pay per views. Who knows? Monthly NXT takeovers. Oof. Because I'd imagine they'll probably do an NXT title match at WrestleMania this year. I imagine so. I would be surprised if they did not, especially because they Adam, did one on Survivor Series. Adam Cole versus Big John Gargano versus Champa, probably. Hmm. Or who else could be in NXT by then? Who uh, who who could they sign between <laughs> the Forgotten Sons defeated Adrian Alanis and Leon Ruff in a match only notable for the choke slam Leon Ruff took on the apron after the match and he died. Yeah, Gary, can I ask you a question? Yeah. After watching this episode of NXT, why would I want to go see Evolve? Well, you see, these these hot young Evolve stars lost to the Forgotten Sons. 
in 80 seconds. Like, okay, I don't want to go see these nerds. What if they booked Gunner against Leon Ruff and Evolve, and then you could see him choke someone on the apron and nearly die again? I take back all my criticism, I'm in. Good old Gunner. Remember Gunner? Old Gunstorm. It's amazing that he's still, like, around on NXT. <laughs> Choke slamming dudes. Like, there, there's going to be a period where, like, they're going to call Robbie up to, the, like, the actual show. <laughs> and it's just going to be, like, Trevor Lee. And they're going to bring Sam Shaw as well. And it's just going to be, the show is going to be Trevor Lee, Sam Shaw, Robbie E. Gunner. It's like, what's even happening? Why, Sounds why, hellacious. Why have they hired these people? I, I like a lot of those wrestlers, but, like... They have no intention of ever doing anything with Sam Shaw, and yet they're like, we we have to have him. So the N- so the NWA can't get him. Yeah, the NWA can't get Sam Shaw. He can't draw their posters. Mm. We were about to get Dakota Kai versus uh, not Shayna Baszler, the other one, Rhea Ripley. There we go. Uh, which is actually a match I kind of wanted to see, and then well, I think they're saving it. Yeah, they probably are, but it's still Dakota Kai's new entrance is amazing. Oh, it is. They just play, before she even comes out, they play her destroying the knee of Tegan Knox over and over again. It's like four different times they show her just slamming the door in the knee, and then she just walks out. They also remix her screams into the song. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, Dakota Kai's good. She's one of the better parts of the show now. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny how, like, an immediate fresh coat of, like, paint made us, like, go from kind of, Meh, to, oh, we want her in every segment. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like a lot of people on the show are a little stale and probably could do with the fresh coat of paint. But yeah, uh, she brawled with Mia Yim until they brawled to the back when Rhea was there. We got and a very good Mara quote here, Garrett. Oh, I didn't take it down. What is it? Dakota Kai valiantly coming back in this match against Mia Yim. The heel, the dastardly Dakota Kai, <laughs> who turned on Tegan Knox and has disgusted the NXT universe. She valiant, valiantly bleh, fights back. Yeah, she's 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 the real hero here. Maybe it's like, remember 2010 TNA when everyone thought Sting was the bad guy, but it turns out Sting was just six months ahead of everybody. Dakota Kai is Sting, is what you're saying. Dakota Kai is Sting. Tegan Knox is somehow manipulating Sting. I'm gonna say. Well, she was betrayed, so probably yes. Mm. Tegan Knox is filling the more traditional Sting role, but the 2010 Sting role is Dakota Kai, where she's like, Rhea Ripley's trying to take over NXT and overthrow Mr. Regal, as I have to <laughs> emphasize the Mr. every time, because there are a bunch of children who like are sitting in the school class, in the, the, the classroom, calling William Regal Mr. Regal, but regardless. Uh, but yeah, the, we then, uh, had the, the, the horseman came out, they beat up Rhea Ripley after she... They do she, their one angle. It's, yeah, pretty much she beat up the challenger. After after Rhea Ripley valiantly fought off the horsewomen for a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but, uh, that, that three-way choke ruled. It was so cool. Yeah. And then uh, they're doing Shayna versus Rhea for the title on December 18th. For free on television. It's a weird, weirdly stacked show that's ending up to be. Hmm? Uh, and, and interestingly, we'll get to this on AEW, but... Um, they basically announced this at the exact same time AEW announced Jericho and Jungle Boy. <laughs> hmm. uh, it was very interesting. But yes, uh, Rhea and Shayna still feels the, like the hottest thing on the show, and they're doing the match in two weeks. Hmm. We'll see how that goes, and if... Uh, I guess it's just a product of not having a takeover <laughs> soon. Well, we had one. Of, I suppose even the one uh, a couple of weeks ago was... 
wasn't like a traditional takeover where you're yeah. blowing off singles feuds, so you even still have to work toward blowing off those singles feuds. Uh, we had a Finn Balor video package in which he said unironically, they're playing checkers, I'm playing chess. I'm like, dude, like what? <laughs> he, he broke out one of the more cliche lines. You, like, Finn Balor at NXT sucks, Liam. I'm, I'm formally declaring it, he's bad. He's not Prince Devitt. They're, no. they were, they're like, hey, look, it's Prince Devitt, but it's not Prince Devitt. It's not, it's some, just, it's a, it's the hollow husk of Prince Devitt. He's not there anymore. Uh, Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono had, uh, it was fine, a good match. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't really like Cassius Ono in NXT. The, this match, there's nothing to this match. It's like, alright, he, he, they, he had him in a couple of cravats, and then he hit him with the Bro Derek, which I've already forgotten what it's a reference to. The fine folks in some Discord. Some actress. Yes, it's apparently it's a reference to some actress. The fine folks in Discord told us, but I've already forgotten. Yeah, it's a nothing match. This is just, and like, as the, the big showcase for the Worlds Collide upcoming, it's like, ooh, it's like, no, all right, I have no interest. <laughs> I wonder if they do Riddle Walter on that show. Uh, Ono has for, like, started to stop doing as many strikes, too, which is like, no, that's what made your NXT match was fun. Yeah, just elbow people. Elbow people more. Stop doing cravats. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Riddle wins. Probably going to get him, Walter. Sure. Uh, Kushida was about to wrestle Raul Mendoza when Cameron Grimes <laughs> showed up. Yeah, he just beat up Raul Mendoza and replaced him in the match because apparently that's how it works. Well, yeah, Regal said it was alright. There's precedent because there was the uh, the Forgotten Sons did the same thing like three weeks ago, so... Yeah, I think they want to establish that like anything can happen. Apparently there are no rules, there are no standards, and you matches just happen on a whim. You know what I do appreciate, though? What? I like them attempting to make these nothing matches worth anything. It's like, that, w- that would have just been Cameron Grimes comes out, Kishida's music comes out, they have a little match. At least now it was like, oh, Grimes... He, he snuck his way into this and Kushida was unprepared. It gave like something that would have been nothing, a slight story. But then I was mad because Grimes just lost. Like, <laughs> well, Yeah, but Grimes is a big loser. <laughs> it was like, he snuck his way into this match. Kushida was unprepared and Kushida won in four minutes. <laughs> just, just have him beat Mendoza. Like, come Grimes on. Grimes can only win in like flash endings. That's his shtick. You can only beat people in eight seconds and if it goes longer than that, he's guaranteed to lose. Basically, yeah. Uh, and then we had the best thing on the show, the main event. Dominic Dijakovic, Keith Lee, and Tommaso Ciampa against the Undisputed Era in a very fun six-man tag match until the finish was just like Finn Balor showed up and then Keith Lee won. But yeah, the match was good. Undisputed Era is the best thing on the show. They're, they're really like this. They they are the glue that holds the show together. And if they were not there, this show would be a much, much bigger disaster. Yeah, you're probably right there. This match was I. I got nothing to say about it. Uh, NXT, like, you were so good last week, and then you reverted to form, and you're yeah. back to your born-ass show with, like, I'm looking, like, what did I like on this show? I thought the, the Rhea and things, the Rhea and Shayna segment was good. I enjoyed the main event. And everything Dakota else. Kai's entrance. <laughs> Dakota Kai's entrance, very good. And then the rest of the show, it's just, it's just sitting there, being NXT, being boring, being like just existing the for the sake of existing, Mauro shouting over all of it, and I'm just like, ugh, you, you, you were so close to NXT. You had a very good week, and then you just went back to being boring and crap. <laughs> and on top of all that, not a single flag to be watched. That's that's a travesty, Liam. I'm upset for you. Yeah. So what matches did we get announced? In the end, we got the Triple Threat next week. 
Cole versus mm-hmm. the winner in two weeks, and um, Rhea versus Shayna. Yeah, Mia Yim had. A, is it Mia and Dakota next week as well? Maybe they had a little brawl out the back. And, and Leo Rush against maybe Angel Garrison next week. Killian Dane versus Punishment Martinez. Oh, <laughs> Damian Priest. Lord, take me now. <laughs> Fight forever. AW Dynamite. <laughs> Wow, this show ruled. AW <laughs> is real good. It's back to form. It's like, yay. Who are we to doubt them? Give them all their viewers back. <laughs> yeah. uh, all 200,000 of you that switched off last week, you better have stayed on this week. We open the show with Dustin Rhodes and the Young Bucks uh, defeating Santana Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. And like a damn good match. They could give me this, like, this exact same match, basically. This mm. exact same 10 to 12 minute young books uh, six man tag every single damn week Liam and I will eat it up with a spoon I've worked out that the good test for what Dynamite's gonna be is if the young bucks are in the opening match if the bucks open the show you're probably having a good Dynamite yeah they do set the tone they do establish the pace from the beginning because they're the young bucks so the best tag team in the last 10 years I really like this match because it was like what if Dustin Rhodes worked PWG yeah, he was doing freaking Canadian Destroyers. <laughs> yeah, that's rude. And uh, Dustin had cool Young Bucks gear. He did, including tassels. I wish the Bucks had of um had face paint. I wish they, yeah, I wish they were the other way around. I wish the Bucks had full Dustin Rhodes gear. They wore the jumpsuits <laughs> with face paint. Good stuff. Great match. I love Sammy, by the way. I love Sammy's obnoxious YouTuber character where he just wants him, to vlog everything. <laughs> him getting the phone mid-match is amazing but he's gonna break his phone <laughs> he's just a turd that he's like he's like logan paul who's like if logan paul was a wrestler he, he of yeah. course he would he would film shit in the middle of his match to put in his dumbass blog but that makes sense i was like what would a snooty youtuber he'll be this this obnoxious shirtless man all the time who constantly films himself mm. I, I have one commentary note already mm-hmm. i thought they were better this week by the way they were better this week in general, but I really wish Tony and JR wouldn't talk about football. Because mm. I don't care about college football. Talk about the fucking match. Listen, leave the, leave the poor old men alone. When they're call- talking about college football, they're not giving out about tags or something. So Talk it's about it in their goddamn podcast. <laughs> I do like the way JR plugs their podcasts every single week. He's and his like, live shows as of this week. <laughs> he's just getting his shit in, isn't he? I can't blame the man. The, Tony Tony is the moderating force there. They were they, they were they were much 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 more tolerable this week. Let's just let's just give Tony and Excalibur a week and see what happens. It's fun, like like Nyla Rose and Tony or Tony Nyla Rose and Excalibur were really fun on Dark this week. Like Excalibur has easy chemistry with literally everybody except like Jor. He spent the last ten years on commentary with random people after every match. Yeah, and he establishes rapport and has fun banter with all of them. Except JR. <laughs> yeah. It's because JR doesn't like fun. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, Dustin Rhodes, that man. Put him put him in put him in these type matches to hit power slams and it's always good. The man can hit a power slam. Yeah, he's great. He's always been good though. That takes us straight into Trent against Phoenix, which was not as good, but still a fun match. I think I liked it a little more. You liked it more than the opener? I think I did. My goodness, I thought this was like a nice little solid match. It wasn't as good I as... I liked very weird matches on the show. Yeah, I, I didn't think this was as good as Phoenix and Nick Jackson. I didn't think this was as good as Trent against Pac. I was going to say, I thought this was about as on par as Trent and Pac. 
Ooh, you are, I think you're on an island there. I think the general consensus is good, not great. I don't know. I really dug this. It was cool flips, and I was in the mood for cool flips. I do love Phoenix. Phoenix is like the best restaurant. I, like, I think you were on the money when you said Phoenix was going to challenge for the AAA title on the next AEW show. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And him against Kenny is this, like, Kenny has nothing to do. He already blew off Pac, so Phoenix, Phoenix is... has two big singles wins now. So, and that match, that match overall. Hmm. Have you seen the AAA matchup? I haven't, but I've heard very I haven't either. Things. I need to get around to it. Or their, I haven't seen their match they had last year in New, was it? New England Wrestling? Yeah. Which was also I have seen that match, though. Highly critically acclaimed. Yeah. I'll get around to it. Phoenix won. Phoenix is great. Phoenix, if, like, if you were like, any wrestler in the world, you could only watch their matches from now on, Like, there's a good chance I'd choose Phoenix. Yeah, he's up, though. I was thinking about during these two singles matches with him and Pentagon. What if, like, we could just have Pentagon's in-ring charisma with Phoenix's wrestling ability? That would be ideal. That is the perfect wrestler all of a sudden. Yeah. Combine them. The Lucha Bros should fusion dance and form the Lucha Bro, and they'd be great. (laughs) Penta Phoenix. I then had visions of them coming out in flip-flops because they're bros. Tony, I I love that Cody's uh, Tony is Cody's personal interviewer. Anytime Cody is an interviewer, it's like Tony, his oh, his old pal, comes out to give him an interview. <laughs> oh, he said it's basically his manager at this point. <laughs> Tony interviews Cody in the ring. Cody is the ace. He is the forever ace. He is the once and uh, once and one and true ace of AEW. Even if he will never win the championship, he came yeah. out and said, "By God, the butcher and the blade attacked me last week." But you know what? They're looking for a chance, and if they want a chance, they can fight me and a partner, and they can choose a partner, which I assumed immediately. The second he said, they can choose my partner, I thought they were going to choose MJF, and they didn't, which was a little disappointing. Yeah, well, there's a reason for that, which I'll get into after the promo. Yes, or, well, unless you didn't watch the YouTube video in which you wouldn't know the reason. Which I'm I, po- Yeah, that's what I was referring to. I thought that that was, or the Twitter video, which I thought was yes. a little silly. To, to like, I, I think it's, import- it's, a, it's an important note that MJF sick to them on him, and they, they didn't reveal it on the show. I think they'll play it on the show next week. I first of all, like this promo was great. I really liked Cody being kind of a dick at the start because, like, mm-hmm. I think everyone realizes now. It's like he may not be great. Like he's not a great guy, but he's our guy, and we love him. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just what it is. He's not like the picturesque perfect ace. He's not the John Cena good guy. Yeah. Like and he's he still just... a dickhead sometimes. As as he said of MJF, he knows he's an asshole, but he's our asshole. That's literally what it's like for the AEW fandom of Cody too. Yeah. But um. MJF needed to interrupt this. You think so? Yeah, I really think because a we haven't heard MJF talk enough mm. like since the turn. I really was hoping he was going to interrupt this and go like not be in the ring necessarily, but just go toe to toe with Cody for a bit. I think they're saving it because like we we've had MJF's promo on it, and this was Cody's promo on it, and I do think we will get the MJF and Cody promo on it. Uh, Cody's promo on MJF when when he pivoted I, I, the Butcher and the Blade stuff was fine but when he pivoted to MJF here Cody went into full Cody mode and god that man can cut a promo yeah Cody he's, mode uh, yeah he's bribing the fans it's like the McMahon million dollar mania all over except again except he was a baby face while he was doing it <laughs> <laughs> except he was giving a hundred dollars to a kid in the front row I, I was waiting for him to like offer up something what do you think MJF's gonna ask for his career but then, like, Cody's winning. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I don't know. The, the, the 
the the EVP role in AEW. Yeah. <laughs> Which should be funny because then he gave up the uh, the title for his EVP role, but then he can't even do the EVP role, so he can't do anything. Actually, I'd actually really like that. That would actually be a fun dynamic if he was like, "You gave up your title, the, your your the title shots for your executive vice president role. If you want to fight me, you have to give up your executive vice president role too." And if they do that, I'll be pro this storyline even more. So. Yes, AEW, listen to this podcast. We're, we're giving you gold for free. Come on. Bookers of the year right here. Yeah, Cody's good. I like Cody. Cody's great. Talk order rule. Uh, well, we had Joey Janela backstage with uh, we oh, cut a promo. We? And then John Moxley oh, yeah. just walked up and was like, kids, and walked away. <laughs> I would really like more of these kind of mid-carders getting opportunities to speak, mm. giving their motivation. Because I was like, yes, more of this. You got you got to get more of my guests at this time interviews, Liam. I think we do actually. I, I would ideally they'd be more dynamic than the WWE ones, but yes, I'm I'm a big fan of those stand up promos backstage. Just cut to the set, like let, let a guy cut a ninety second promo, let him go. Mm. Especially for guys like don't get a lot of TV time. Yeah, we we once again got a Dark Order video package. Dark Order so- are Super Smash Bros, but Gamergate. Yeah, it's <laughs> hey, look at these comic nerds doing their comic shit, and it's great. Like when when they were Super Smash Bros, it reflected the wholesome game and mm. gamer culture of the time. Now they're the Dark Order, which reflects the toxic gamer culture of the time. <laughs> to be fair, that's exactly what we wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's what we called for week two of this podcast. Because yeah, this, their their video this week opened with like some with with a guy just furiously ranting on the internet, writing his angry Steam review after <laughs> after cancelling a game pre order because everybody because they put women in the game or something. He's just mm. furious, and He's the dead. world the world is no longer catering to him. And then he he signed up for the Dark Order, and his mask showed up, and then they did spooky shit in the woods. As I said, Liam, I formally declared the Dark Order corner turned last week. They're they're officially formally we're giving the stamp the dark order is actually good they 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 warrant that round of applause yes um um now i want matches we need more lower card tag teams for for these mid card tag teams to beat yeah because who who could they they could be like beaver boys yeah beaver boys or throw sunny kiss together with somebody and squash them hmm because the QT Marshall, who else? Who else is like proper on the the, the librarian? <laughs> I'm thinking of like the yeah, proper jobbers uh, on the show. <laughs> I mean, they could probably beat um, the hybrid too. Yeah, they're pretty low rank. They're 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 the bottom of the barrel of the not bottom of the barrel teams. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, AW needs to sign some more people. I'm not. I'm not on board for the Dark Order just to beat the XCU for the tag titles. I would too. Like if you're not, because it seems like you're doing at least a few months of Pentagon and Phoenix separated. Mm-hmm. Private party shouldn't really go yet. I don't think okay. SU should have a massive round with it. I did forget to mention Trent weirdly attacked Phoenix after their match. Yeah, like, and weren't you the baby then face? Chucky had to pull him off. Yeah. Well, because Phoenix yeah. was being a dick and refusing to shake his hand. Yeah, but like then you make him the heel by jumping him. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're already gonna. Maybe they're gonna split Trent away from Chucky and Orange. Hmm. Maybe they see more of him as a uh, upper mid card singles guy. But they're gonna run a big Orange Cassidy Trent feud. I mean, why not? 
Nyla Rose squashed Leva Bates, but the more important thing happened during the commercial break, where she was beating up the referee, Shane, or beating up uh, Leva Bates more. Shayna tried to make the save. Then she powerbombed the referee through the table, powerbombed Shayna through the table, but more importantly, they cut to Britt Baker in the crowd doing the Britt Baker takeover face, and Excalibur on commentary said, that's Adam Cole's wife, and it was very Girlfriend. good. Uh, same thing. Um, yeah, this is this is one of the fun pokes, I feel. Uh, I tweeted this, and let me tell you, Liam. Hashtag numbers. Doing very good numbers, but the numbers are a curse, because WWE fans very mad at this. <laughs> See, this is why you need to start tweeting these bangers from the podcast account at WarGamesPod, so that we can start getting them into those DMs. We gotta, we gotta start promoting the brand. But yeah, like this, I don't think I've had more quote tweets on any tweet in the history of tweets I've tweeted than How that many tweet. Quote tweets from WWE fans going that that was actually bad. Oh, like like literally hundreds. I'm not even like <laughs> literally hundreds, Liam. <laughs> How could you not see that and go, ah, that was clever? It's just a fun little goof with these people. Like, oh, NXT, and it's like, so gotten it's like the to exact it's like, shot too. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do it last... I expected them to do it last week, and they didn't. And now they did it this week, and I'm like, yep. They should um, have just literally cut the War Games footage. <laughs> Maybe they did. And they just, they just edited the little, like, um, uh, electronic, like, TV things around the monitors. They just edited those to say Dynamite instead of NXT War Games. But honestly, this should be Brit's new character. They should just cut to her whenever something extreme she's, happens. She's a YouTube reactor. Yeah. But, like, the fun little touch of that happening after the table spot, too. Actually, like, legit, they should do a Brit Reacts video where it's just her making the, the hands on her face thing to just random, like, puppy videos. She's not on, on loop. Yeah, it's just, like, something, it's, something, it's, like, all the extreme moments from AEW and they just cut to that same clip of her They definitely need concerned. to tweet the gif so people can make their memes on mm. Twitter. Just splice in that footage into everything. Alright, now we got the highlight of every dynamite. He is so good. I like really. You can't like Jericho's wrestler of the year. Like, come on, give it the Chris. If he doesn't win best yeah. on interviews, at the very least, like Chris Jericho's interviews are so far and above literally everybody else, except he maybe might Cody. Be War Games wrestler of the year. He uh, if like we, if we do an end of year thing like everyone else. Because we might do a Christmas week because AEW doesn't have a show this, uh, that week, so it, it might make sense. Does, we'll does we'll, NXT we'll have do a show Twitter on Christmas polls. Day? Um, I think so. They don't stop. No! <laughs> They'll live in Florida, it's fine. <laughs> but, like, they, they, their families don't live in Florida. Maybe, they, maybe they'll um, film it the night before or something. They, and if they, it'll air on tape delay. If they do that live on Christmas Day, it's like, come on. <laughs> They did it um, on the main roster, a bunch. Yeah, but that's horrible. The main roster, I expect bad things out of NXT, at least. I expect some some semblance of decency. People, like, All New right. Year's isn't a real holiday, but Christmas? Alright, we'll, we'll do Christmas awards. <laughs> Merriest of the year. I say that uh, knowing that if they do a show on Christmas Day, we will have a Christmas Day podcast, Liam. <laughs> We'll have a Boxing Day podcast. <laughs> oh, well, you're in Australia, yeah, because it'll it'll bleed the next day for you. But I'll be like Rich, uh, DMing Rich on Christmas morning and being like, Rich, Rich, get the podcast <laughs> up, Rich. <laughs> Please, people need to know who is out most outstanding on Wednesday television. People need to escape their families to listen to our NXT takes, but there was no AEW this week. Hey, that's why we did it for um, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Come to us when the rest of the world sucks. 
anyway, Le Champion Chris Jericho came out. He he hyped up his 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 bubbly, which has sold twelve thousand bottles, which is a lot of bottles. And then he wrote not a list. In fact, before he revealed the list, he said the word list, and the crowd popped for the word list. And then he was like, "Oh, you fools! This isn't a list. That's twenty sixteen. This is the lexicon of Le Champion." Very good. He then ran down a series of names of people who will not challenge him, including Moxley, four, five different times. Did you notice the one he ended on, Liam? What was the one he ended on? He said, Marty, and then Luchasaurus' music kit. Oh, I didn't notice that. So, yeah, I don't think that was picked up by many people. But, yeah, he ended on Marty and didn't get to finish what whoever he was saying. Quick, we should tweet that from the account so it can bang. Sure. Uh, I'll do that after the show. Assuming, assuming I didn't miss here, but I'm pretty sure he ended on Marty and then Luchasaurus like, came out. That's good, though. Good little... What if Luchasaurus's music took it like a little bit longer to kick in? <laughs> Marty school. I, th- I think he was pretty smart about it. He said it literally like the second after Luchasaurus's music hit so that he'd be naturally cut off by it. <laughs> Marty Scuginetti. So uh, the, 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 the Jurassic Express came out. L- Luchasaurus spoke, because the man speaks, in defense of dinosaurs. <laughs> this is his Twitter gimmick. He was like, dinosaurs have been marginalized for 65 million years, but not anymore. Yeah, it's good shit. Then Jericho's like, I want none of you, tall dinosaur man. I want your medium jungle man. <laughs> After, I don't just, I like that Marco's gimmick has now turned into like, he's just a crazy pit bull. Yeah, he's just, he's he's a puppy. He's a, he's an annoying puppy. He's scrappy runs after people. Yeah, he's, he's, he's literally scrappy do. <laughs> he's scrappy do. Jungle Boy is Scooby. <laughs> Somebody photoshop The Jungle Boy them. is Shaggy and Luchasaurus <laughs> is Scooby. Somebody do that photoshop, please. If you, if you have any photoshop talent, please photoshop that. Hmm. Uh, but Jericho challenged Jungle Boy for a... I'm not sure. Is it a title match? They did specify yeah, whether it's a they, title they match. they did, actually. He said that... Um, wait, didn't they? Yeah. I might be wrong. I, was, I just assumed. Because <laughs> he, he said specifically, my last match of 2019. They're making me wrestle yeah. one more time. But he never explicitly said title match. But they might have made it a title match after the fact. But nonetheless, he's wrestling uh, the wonderful Jungle Boy on the 18th of December. They love Jungle Boy. Who doesn't love Jungle Boy? Jungle Boy but, like, rules. They love Jungle Boy. Yeah, justifiably. I'm excited to see how that match goes. That match should be very fun. I'd like like Chris Jericho wrestling the Midcard guys is a, I'd I love it. Fair enough. The 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 Scorpio Sky match wasn't great, mm. but the Derby match was phenomenal. And yeah, let yeah. him wrestle. Let him try and get these Midcard guys over by association. Good shit. Jericho is the best. We hear that that like WWE does that all the time, where they have like Cedric Alexander wrestle AJ. It's like, oh, we'll get him over by wrestling the the, the actual star, and it never works because they like they're, they're terrible at everything. But, <laughs> wow. but very Dar- good. Dar- Dar- I'm not even gonna go. Into- we did a three hour podcast on what's wrong with WWE for in 2019. Go listen to this week's wrestling Omakasai and like. I don't even think we scratched the surface. I think we could have legitimately went twice as long just going through like the the myriad of problems with that company. <laughs> There's just layers of issues, layers it, on layers. It, like legitimately, if you were to try and get to the bottom of what caused like the rot in WWE over the last two years, it it's like it's a thesis. You'd have to write a book. You'd legitimately have to write a book about it. Perhaps someone will. Uh, I I no doubt somebody will. Maybe I will someday, Liam. The, the rise and fall of WWE. The rise and fall and then rise again because people gave them shitloads of money for television of WWE. And, and then creative fall. 
Hikaru Shida faced Chris Statlander in a damn, damn, damn good match. God, I love this match. This match ruled. I love this match. I love Statlander's theme. It is an absolute bop. Mm-hmm. I loved the story of the number one seed losing to a complete, like, unranked wrestler. I think that's great. And this show is so good. I love this show. Yeah. I I love... Chris Stantlander might be my favorite women's wrestler today. She was she was phenomenal in this match. She was she was great last week. Far and away the best person on that on on in that four way or tag team match. God forbid. Like great in ring, great look, great like for someone so young in the business, great understanding of how her like her body mannerisms should be. Mm. I was like oh, so good during this match. I was like, this show was great. This show was fantastic. It's the one of the best episodes of AEW. And then the rest of the show wasn't like the best, but. God, up until this point, I love this show so much. And this match, the, the, Chris Statlander, push her to the moon, put the belt on her. Her and Rio, that should be the pay-per-view match. She's going to be the one, I feel. She's, she's she's the ace that, unfortunately, Britt didn't really work out to be. Her is the number one, and other people was number two. <laughs> mm. Like, good, uh, real good stuff. Then we had a, a post-match angle. See, I liked the first half of this. I didn't, because Brandy chewed the living hell out of that. She 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 played that as broad and big as humanly possible when she was cutting that promo. I liked the content, though. I really liked her, like, incentive to Chris was, hey, join us because the elite are really over, and you will get over by association. <laughs> but she's not in the elite. She's in the Nightmare Collective. It's like, it's like the, the broader outside circle. <laughs> Like is over shit. Did you not see last week? You could be like DDP. <laughs> they they should call they should have called her the outer circle because it's like the, the outside of the elite. <laughs> a lot of cults on the old AEW Dynamite. There's three of them at the moment. There, there there's like three different evil goth stables between the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny, the Dark Order, and this. They're all just like weird evil goths. I do like that. Like Dark Order and this are at least different kinds of cult. <laughs> this seems to be. Straight edge society, pledge yourself to us, and we will set you free. And the inner circle is more like, "Hey, you're a fucking loser." Yeah, you're a nerd. Go be less of a nerd. Yeah. They recruit exclusively in YouTube comment sections. Exactly. Where all the nerds hang out. Then um, Melanie Cruz, I believe. I think it was Melanie Cruz. Uh, yes. What? Okay. We, she she shouted we, from. We her all side. know her, of course. Yes, she's in um, Rise. She did. I Billy recognized her, but I didn't put the name to her. She's been around for a while. Uh, she volunteered for Ringside to have her hair cut, and they cut. They did a very bad job of cutting her hair. <laughs> mm. they, she just kind of had like a cool little bob at the end. Yeah, the, thankfully, I think most of the bad job cutting her hair was during the break. But they cut off her ponytail. I was like, oh yeah, that's a nice visual. And then they tried to shave her head with, with uh, shears, and yeah. it didn't go so well. None of the hair came off. Uh, this kind of all goes to my theory that like Kong is gonna be tag champs and not and not world champ. Mm-hmm. So like they'll have Mel- Melanie in there to work a majority of the match. Next week we will have the Butcher and the Blade against Cody and QT Marshall, as well as the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz in a street fight. I'm excited for Butcher and Blade debut. Uh, especially well, the wrestling QT Marshall, who's there to die. But other than that, yeah, I'm excited to see what spooky music they'll have. Uh, what, what various... Uh, Ali could have put a good promo on the show. Was that later in the show or did we miss it? That was later in the show. Ali could have a good little 20-second promo just saying, look who, this is who we are. Yeah. Um, Braxton Sutter mm-hmm. should 
wear that mask while wrestling somehow. It's like he looks way cooler with it. I don't think that would be very practical. Eh, well, you gotta suffer for your art. Mm. Pentagon defeated Christopher Daniels in a kind of a bad match. I see. I, I liked it, but I liked it because I liked that it was basically just an eighty twenty squash. Yeah. With like Daniels fighting back, but then getting dropped. Uh, like it, it very much pains me to say this. I like uh, Chris Daniels has finally started to show his age, and just, I noticed that while watching this too. Well, there, there's the very obvious moment where he completely messes up the slingshot moonsault on the. I thought that was on purpose. No, the, the fact, fact that, that he got missed... immediately rolled him in, I to me that seemed intentional. He may have uh, intended to miss it. But I don't think he intended to completely fall. <laughs> like completely. I think he did. No, he didn't. <laughs> I was watching that and, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just jaded to it all. <laughs> but to me, I was like, that seemed like that was the point. Pentagon was too prepared for what to do. There was no, like, change of pace. Because Pentagon's a pro. It's not, well, like, it's not like, he, he, you know, the match was missed. It's like he fell and Pentagon rolled him in the ring. It's not like he, he went into an elaborate exchange afterwards. I think it was, I think it was planned. No, it wasn't. He might have intended to miss, he might have missed it, but I don't think he intended to not even get the springboard part of it. He landed on the ramp and I'm glad they have the ramp for TV. TV. Uh, TV. But yeah, it, it very much pains because Chris Daniels was a marvel who just did not age for like all the way through his 40s. He looked the same, he wrestled the same, and I think time has finally caught him, which is a little upsetting. He won a world title and then that's that's the key to forever be like a mid-cutter up a mid-cutter. Yeah, you you always have that hunger. <laughs> yeah, but as soon as you win a world title, downhill. You get comfortable. But yeah, uh, just keep him keep him to six bands. He's he's fine in that kind of role. They probably even him and Kazarian would still be fine, I think. Yeah, I, I don't think he can carry singles because even the the Shima match was a good match, but like I don't think a patch on what you would expect from Chris Daniels against Shima. Where's Shima? I need more him on these shows. Yeah, give me freaking strong hearts. Where's Where is Lindemann? Where is T Hawk? Why are, are they on dark? Six men's. Where's Seki Yoshioka? Why haven't we gotten strong hearts against uh, the elite yet? Give me that match. Give me the match. John Moxley showed up. John Moxley wrestled Joey Danella in a again a good main event. I think they got there in the end. The the, the first half of the match wasn't particularly good, and then they started this, just doing wacky shit in the back half. <laughs> this was a very AEW main event. It was. Moxley's wearing his pants now. He's dropped all pretenses of wrestling gear. Yeah, Moxley looked gigantic compared to Joey Janela. Like Joey, Joey Janela isn't a big guy. He's not, and like John Moxley's standing next to him because John Moxley is also jacked. And just standing next to George and uh, I don't think John Moxley's been particularly tall. I never like looked at John Moxley. Yeah, so he's like I was at average height, but standing next so to average, Joey. You think six four is average? He's not six four. He is six four. He is not six four. Because <laughs> Trent and Chuck are six four. No, 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 John Moxley's he is not six four. He's, he's wrestling six four. He's wrestling six four. Which means he's, he's like six two. <laughs> Like, it is not a hope. It, I, I, like, if he said he's 6-1, like I would have been like, yeah, that checks out. I think he's... I'm going to go 6-2. I'm locking in 6-2. Uh, what's 1.93 meters in feet? 6-4. Uh, that says 6-3. Still, I'm still go. dubious of that being his, his actual height. He's a tall guy. He's not that tall. He's pretty tall. Though I do I say that when he was... He's taller than Roman and Seth. He's not taller than Roman. He is told go go look at the photos of them next to each other. Now I have to Google a photo of the shield. This is just see. devolving. 
This is he's the, the, how the, the, uh, no he's he's not taller than Roman Reigns. He's, he's totally the, taller than Roman. He's not even taller than Seth. I'm googling it. <laughs> this is what this is. Look at yeah. I'm looking at a photo right now, and they are the same height. No, they're like uh, Moxley slumps too much, but he's definitely not taller than Roman. I'm looking at a photo of them not slumping right next to each other, and he is the tallest. He's not. <laughs> he is. Is it a photo or a graphic? It is a photo. Nah, uh, as uh, uh, this, uh, we, we, no, no, he's not. This, this, he is. <laughs> he's the shortest of the three. He is not. He's definitely the shortest of the three. <laughs> I'm looking him and this is okay. Let's go off this. This is not good audio. <laughs> Uh, John Moxley is bigger compared to Joey Janela, t- shorter compared to Roman Reigns and and, and Seth Rollins. That is our, our thing. But yeah, the, the the back half of this match I think was a lot of fun because they just started doing the, the German head first Germans into turnbuckles and bumps through tables and wacky crap, and then it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And we closed the show with Chris Jericho doing as as oh, Mox tame... wins by the way. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. Like that's what we're taking for granted. Moxley won, and we we closed the show with Chris Jericho doing the exact same tame, yeah, underwhelming like walkout. This feels Stupid. like when we book TEW segments and we don't really yes. know what we're doing. <laughs> we're like last week Moxley walked out, this week Jericho walks out, yeah. and then we don't put any more thought into it than that. And that's what yeah. they just did it on this show. This feels like we have eight weeks to keep this feud going. Yeah, and it was just as disinterested and boring a walkout as Moxley's was last week, which I guess was, it's a very good satire, Liam. There you go, it was just parody. Yeah, the last half hour of the show wasn't great, but the first hour and a half of the show was tremendous. AW, AW's back, Liam. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> uh. Match of the night. Um, Chris Statlander versus Hikaru Shida. I will probably go with Dustin Rhodes and the Young Bucks against the Inner Circle. And which per, which show was better, Leah? <laughs> I'm gonna go for AEW. Hmm. Wednesday Dynamite. I will also go with Dynamite. And I only posted our poll this morning because I forgot to post it last night. For shame. I was too busy getting giant Twitter numbers off of uh, Britt Baker, but that's 52 votes only because I only posted it two hours ago. 67% AEW, 33% NXT, so it is a comprehensive win. We're back to form. We've reverted reverted to the way the world usually is. NXT is back to being boring, and AEW is a good wrestling show. See, I didn't think uh, NXT was boring. I just thought it was kind of by the numbers. I still thought it was a, a net positive show. Nah. You're so mean. I'm very mean. Such a grumpy old man. If these shows don't, like, if if there's not any thought put into them other than we're just going to do it to do it, I'm just like, ah, come on. There's too much wrestling on TV these days to half-ass it, Liam. Come on. As as far as I know, there's only two shows on TV. There's, like, 17. Before we go, where could people find you in the interwebs? At Larrican. L-A-R-R-I-K-N. Sweet singing skills there, pal. Thank you. Oh, and I'll be using those sweet singing skills tomorrow when I see NXT Loom Poppy. Videos coming to Wargames Pod. You can follow that Twitter, Wargames Pod, where you can vote in the poll every week if I remember to post it. We gained 13 new followers, I think, from, from my wonderful Britt Baker tweet. So thank you, Britt. Thanks, Britt. <laughs> we love you, and I've heard you're a dentist. If you'd like more 
AEW coverage in your podcast feeds, you can check out everything Elite, the Voices Wrestling Podcasting Network. If you'd like more WWE coverage, you can check out Shake Them Ropes. You can follow me personally on Twitter so you can see my wonderful tweets about Britt Baker. At Garakidney, G-A-R-G-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye. Bye.